Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to Dark Yarnest, your weekly stitch and bitch where we spin you a tale most strange and unusual. My name is Krista, and oh boy, the big sads. My name is Tracy, and <laughs> me too. <laughs> okay. It's, it's all gonna be okay. We're gonna set the building on fire. Yeah. I had to get some car repairs done, Oof. and it was my brakes, which is fine. But then they figured out that my piston wasn't doing too hot. So what was going to be about 375, which was very doable, turned into like a 580 bill. Gross. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm eating not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the good news is... uh, Cam had his first like post-op Ooh. appointment and it went very, very well. Oh, hell yeah. Um, his doctor basically cleared him for everything. He's like, yeah, you're doing a lot better this time around. Fuck you're, yeah. Everything's going good. Thank God. So he's cleared to go back to work. He's cleared for other things. <laughs> <laughs> for Do the not. second one. I know. Talk about <laughs> our sex life. <laughs> don't <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> I don't know. It was just the... Just to open the door. Don't. Don't what? <laughs> don't what? Don't, don't understand. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Where are we in the timeline? Today is Friday, April 21st, for anyone who cares. Uh, I like knowing these things personally. Whenever. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm always afraid that, like, we're going to record and then the next day something timely is and important is going to happen and it's going to be like, well, guess we'll address that someday. Right, <laughs> right. So if something happens tomorrow, sorry guys, we didn't know today. Nope. <laughs> sure didn't. Sure as heck didn't. Nope. I- <laughs> that's where I'm at. That's that's just how I do. <laughs> yeah. Like the brain space I'm in, I, I get in these moods or these head spaces where I'm like, hmm, my art sucks. Yeah, I should stop. Fucking feel that in my soul. <laughs> I should I'm s- like, no, I shouldn't stop. I have how many markets? Can so many markets. I have two next month. Mm-hmm. One of them is, oh God, I think in a couple weeks. Mm, oh, well, if I'm looking at this flyer right here for Sassy Sundays on May 7th at Studio 7 from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Um, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> you got like two and a half weeks for that one, so... Oh, and then the fairy gnome and troll isn't that far after, which Mm-mm. reminds me I need to yeet things at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I love being alive. Uh, I have I have like a little booklet. Oh, thing. Yeah. The booklet. Where? The booklet according to plan. Oh, uh, yes. I, pl- I think the cat's uh, stepping on it. Here it is. Thank you, cat. Um, But <laughs> I like, I've st- I kind of started on my list. And look how much I still have to go. Oh, Tracy. <laughs> I'm so behind. It's okay. Everything will be okay. I predict that the world will be great. We're going to set all of the buildings on fire. Well, maybe not all of them, but like a good majority. A good a good chunk. A good chunk. What could go wrong? Whatever could go wrong. We are not going to set anything on fire. This is not, we are just being For facetious. legal reasons, we are joking. For legal reasons. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, uh, yeah. Goddamn. So what are you working on today? Um. So I am making a bodice. 
I apparently... Okay, so every couple of years, I uh, dust off my knitting needles and I'm like, hey, I haven't knit in literal fucking years. Let's make a real intricate pattern. Um, last time, it was like this knitted bunny that turned out really fucking cute. Um, but yeah, this time it's going to be a bodice. And I will pull up the pattern. I think this is actually a free pattern on Ravelry. Ooh. So I want to... <laughs> I love Ravelry I so love much. Ravelry. It's where I get most of my patterns. Yeah, it's called the an outlandish bodice. Of course, it's style vest in four sizes. Um, <laughs> where? I wonder. Um, okay, let me just be. This is more for my own brain than for listeners. But also, if you y'all want to know about it, then here, I'm going to tell you about it. Outlandish bodice. Bodice. <laughs> I don't know how to speak words. Yeah. Yep, it is a free download uh, published in brawny math designs <laughs> it is a knitted pattern because why not but it has all these pretty cables and shit that i'm really excited for and i'm just gonna wear it honestly i'm thinking about the uh the the big market in october oh yeah because yes. that'll be that'll be good for it. like that's here's one of the finished ones oh that is gonna be really good yeah so i'm i'm really hyped for it <laughs> i uh don't understand knitting it's, I know how to cast on. That's okay. That's about it. That's okay. I, uh, I've i tried and it turned out really well. It ju- it's just lots of practice. Because um, like I did it for a solid 10 years before just like primarily switching to crochet. Oh, that's fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've picked up knitting needles in like three years. And I said, oh, this design that has lots of cables and weird shit. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I don't know what cables are. Oh, that's the weird. Here, I'll show you. It's it's these things where they like twist. Um, it looks like it twists. Oh. Yeah. Um, it I, looks good, though. Oh, You're doing you. really good. Thank you. I'm uh, I have there are mistakes in it, but that's OK. I can't Every, tell. Well, if if I pointed them out to you, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that very clearly isn't twisting the right way. But like. That's fine. It still looks wavy. Um, <laughs> Cause they're, so you can make them twist two different ways, right? And at first I just made all of them twist the one way. And then I realized, oh, it's half of them are supposed to twist one way. And then half of them are supposed to twist another way. Whoops. And so I did that for the next row. And I'm like, wow, that looks not great. But you know what? That's okay. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> it just looks twisty to me. Well, that's good. I... <laughs> I'm glad. At least it's an illusion. It's a twisty boy. What a twist. A twist. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Good. I am doing a a dragon egg dice bag. Ooh. Um, also for fairy gnome and troll. Mm -hmm. Um, they work up pretty quick. Um, they're a lot of fun. And it's my go-to whenever I have art block or whenever I'm feeling the sad. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it's, it's, a, it's safe a quick pattern. It's a safe pattern. It's it's my comfort pattern. Yay. It's the, the first one I really like, not created on my own, but I altered another pattern okay. to like for it to fit my needs. Like, oh, this is better this way. Uh-huh. Uh, the pattern... She didn't put her, or he, or they, they didn't put their name on oh, no. the thing. Oh, no. But it's just, it's called Dragon Egg Dice Pattern, or Dragon Egg Dice Bag. And I don't see their name anywhere on this. Maybe it's in the title? 
Nick Snitz. Nick Snitz. Yeah. Good job, Nick. But that's the one that I, that's the pattern I got inspiration from. I change it up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's definitely they, they cute. Work, it is. They they work in the round, like in continuous rounds, mm-hmm. I should say. I, I slip stitch and do another row just because I, I feel like it. If it works better, it works better. I mean. For me, it works better. Yeah. And they have us do, in the pattern, it's single crochet. I do half double to make the dragon egg bag look Ooh. bigger and puffier. Oof. And... Uh, I, I do the crocodile stitch a little bit differently too, but okay. I can't really explain that one because I just do it with my brain and that, my hands. That's entirely fair. And I do a lot of things like that. <laughs> so I could probably like really, like, I, I would have to write it down first before like really trying to explain what I do differently, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that frog pattern that I sent you. The frog. I 100% bought it. And <gasps> yeah, for the most part. Uh, so for Fairy Gnome and Troll, I'm probably just going to, throw earrings your way, but I might throw in a couple of frogs and not not worry about any other stuffed animals, but be like, here you go, froggies. That's fine with me. Bet. Because they're just, they look like toads, honestly. They look like big old fat boys. <laughs> I boys. love them. <laughs> oh, dear God. Okay, brain. I, so uh, what's the story today? It's, um, if, well, it's another unsolved one, which, Ooh. yeah, I, dif- I don't know what it is lately. Um, but I've just been really liking unsolved things for some reason. So um, so this isn't like a super local case, but it's a kind of local case. It takes Ooh. place uh, down in Indy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it took that a second to I, register. I was like... It looked like uh, you were processing oh. like, what the fuck is Indy? Oh, yeah. Indianapolis. The, the dial-up noise was going on in my brain. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about what my friend... My good friend Brittany refers to the dial-up noise. Um, she just she said this on the fly at work one day, and now it's just stuck in both of our brains permanently. But she said it sounds like quote a goat fucking a llama that's dying. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have discussed this before, but I'm happy to rediscover I, it. <laughs> yes, yes, I love telling people that. I. <laughs> Oh, goddamn. Okay. So, oh, I just got a reminder for Tim's birthday, which is in five days. Merry Birthmas. <laughs> Merry Birthmas. All right. Anyway, so back to the important part and for why people are here. Bah, bah, bah. So, this is another way back in the day one. Like, this is my parents' age. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, November 18th, 1978. So this takes place in Speedway, which is like the the western outskirts of downtown Indianapolis. I am Speed. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. So, uh, da, 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 downtown Indy. Okay. So this is a little after midnight. Brian Kring was driving by his place of employment. He worked at the local Burger Chef restaurant. Uh, Burger Chef. Burger Chef. Yes. So like in the in the sixties and seventies, it was a very big fast food chain. Think like a McDonald's competitor. Um, you know, burger joint. Awesome. That's the Midwest. That's the Midwest. We love burgers. Mm, burgers. Delicious burgers. <laughs> okay. Back to the burgers. We are, we are in the 70s at a Burger Chef baby. Okay. So uh, the Burger Chef was supposed to be closed, but Brian noticed that the lights were on. And now Brian is a much better individual than I, 
Uh, he had gotten his shift covered that day, so he didn't even have to work that day. And he was just driving by on his way home from a date, and he decided to stop and see if his friend needed help. What a swell guy, because my, no. Those coworkers are the best coworkers. No, they truly are. Like, I'm definitely one of those, like, okay, call me if you need me. But, like, if I got the day off, I'm just driving by. Yeah, sorry. Ca- call me if you need me, but my phone will be on silent. My phone will be on silent <laughs> and hopefully will notice. Okay, so uh, Brian went around the back since the store was closed. Uh, the front door would likely be locked. And when he went around the back, he saw that the back door was slightly open, which it shouldn't have been. Oh, no, my brain. Dun, dun, dun. I'm sorry. Okay, so it should not have been. Uh, He went inside expecting to see his friends there, but the restaurant was empty. He called out, but nobody answered. Um, The people working that night were Jane Fright, who was 20 years old, uh, and she was also the assistant manager, Mark Flemons, who was 16, Daniel Davis, who was 16, and Ruth Shelton, who was 17. Um, There wasn't anyone there doing any of the closing duties. Uh, Nobody cleaning, nobody counting the register, you know, normal, normal fast food duties. Um, Brian looked all over and even in the walk-in cooler and freezer, hmm. he, he sees that the drawer from the cash registers are just on the floor. Oh no. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're empty and on the floor. Not like there's bills in there, but there's just, you know. So uh, you, you can easily deduce what happened here. To an extent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then he peeked into Jane's office, hoping to find any one of his coworkers, uh, but there was no one in the office and it was absolutely ransacked and the safe was open and empty. Oh God. Yep. Okay. So here is where I start to get some weird conflicting bits. Um, but also that's like one of my biggest fears. Because when when we got orientated <laughs> at when, work. When you went through orientation? Yes. Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> When I was orientated. When I was orientated at that their place of work. Um, so apparently, um, hospitals is one of the top workplaces. Mm-hmm. Doctors offices and hospitals are one of the top places that have that in America that will have an, like an active shooter. I believe it. And I never thought about it, but I'm like the amount of angry patients that I've seen. I'm angry, like, unstable, like mm, yeah. Just, I was like, oh, I believe it. So not every single desk, but a lot of the desks have those like little the panic, buzzers. The, yeah, the buzzers are the panic buttons. Yeah, and I'm like, I've never had that in my life. And we did at Jimmy John's right by the registers. Really? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So that way, if anything, well, I mean, because, well, think about it. This is a fast food joint, and Jimmy John's is also a fast food joint. Like, oh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. That, um, also, I have to say, so the one that wasn't like a huge fear of mine, but was still kind of a fear because mm-hmm. we, so we also had a <laughs> meow from the kitty. <laughs> we also had a bus stop right in front of us. And like oh. some of the people that ride the bus were a little sketch and just mm-hmm. kind of like came in and acted fucking weird. Um, That's my cat scratching the table. Hello, scritchy, scratchy cat. Hello, boy. You big old boy. Um, but we also, I have to say, closing a store at night when it's just you in there and then you turn it's off all the awful. lights and you're like, this is, this is, I don't like that. I fucking hate this. I fucking hate this. Okay. So, um, okay. Awesome. All right. Refocusing. Sorry, I haven't taken my meds today. The ADHD is winning. Yee! I feel like at this point, we just need to put that on a shirt. <laughs> the ADHD is winning. ADHD and is winning. I haven't taken my meds today. 
don't talk to me. I haven't taken my meds today. <laughs> I, I wish I could just say that to people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, here is where I start to get some weird conflicting bits. Um, so two of my main, like, obviously I had some sources that I read, but two of my main, like, audio ones that I just happened to take in a lot better because I process audio better. Right. So one of them was a podcast called uh, Red Ball, which is... If for for any podcast people who know these names, um, Ashley Flowers of Crime Junkie, she worked closely with Indiana State Police on oh. what she was allowed to cover on this case. Right? Oh, neat. Yes. And then another podcast that I listened to is called Morbid. Um, oh, I love Morbid. I fucking love Morbid. Uh, and this is, both of them do such good research at this point. Um, I think because I listened from the beginning and listened on, I think my brain is still like, oh, Elena does like just this fantastic research because, you know, Ash didn't used to, but she does now. So maybe I need to stop thinking of that anyway. But this is one of Elena's cases. So my brain was like, oh, Elena definitely fucking covered this well. Blah, blah, blah. Either way, (laughs) like I trust the research that they do. Yes. That being said, they still kind of had some differing things. I also know that uh, Red Ball came out in 2019, which is like four years ago at this point. So maybe things updated that I'm not aware of. Uh, Oh, true. Anyway, I will say this is definitely going to be a two-parter and I haven't finished everything I need to do for part two. So that's what I'm going to do tonight and tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so if, if I find something that kind of clears up why those two things are reported differently, then I will let everyone know. And if I don't, then that's fine. Okay, so... Um, so according to Red Ball, uh, so there were no coats hanging or anything, but there were purses left behind and one was Jane's and the other belonged to Ruth. So according to Morbid though, like even coats were left behind. And if, oh. if that's true, that's like a huge fucking red flag to me. Like, okay, somebody left in a hurry. They didn't even bother to grab their coats in the middle of November, mind you, Oh, in Indiana in the 70s, back when winters were really fucking, like, a lot colder than they are now. Thank yeah. you, climate change. Anyway. um, So, if we're... I'm... <clears throat> saying what happens next, I'm basing it off Red Bull just because she, like, talked to the police and they gave what mm-hmm. they could. Cool. All right. So, Brian figures that, like, okay, they left their purses behind they still have their coats but nobody's gonna go that far without their purse yeah so he starts trying to like make some calls trying to see if anybody knew where anyone was at because mm-hmm. you know he he's not trying to get anyone in trouble but he's also just very confused because what the fuck and concerned yes definitely i mean he obviously cares enough to stop by to oh, see yeah. if they need help so he's definitely gonna call around and see if they're okay exactly first he calls one of the other locations in town just because, you know, sometimes other locations know, like, well, something's going on. Um, but the manager there hadn't heard from Jane at all that night. And he had no clue where anyone is at. But this manager was also concerned because, like, hey, that's really not normal. Um, but he starts helping with calls. And between the two of them, the uh, the manager for, like, this location, the Speedway location, gets called. And he encourages Brian, hey, like, call the police, but I'll be over soon. Yeah. So, okay. So... Police arrive and they learn that four of the employees, uh, one of their cars and around $500 was missing, which in today money, that's around $2,200, which, yeah, nice, like a decent chunk of change. Not like. And what? This was the 80s, right? Uh, 78. 78. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I hate inflation. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they did a quick search of the restaurant and they found uh, two empty money bags, an empty roll or and an empty roll of adhesive tape. Um, this is where we go. This is the 70s and this is awful. They didn't collect or photograph anything because at that point in time, police are thinking that the four of them must have stolen the money and run off. Which doesn't make sense to me considering like their purses are left behind at least. Yeah. I feel um, like they would have taken their coats and their cars. Yeah. They would have something. taken a lot more of their personal There would have been a much better plan. Yes. <laughs> so, uh... And and the manager is also like that's that's not like them. We trust them. Like they mm-hmm. wouldn't be working this shift if we didn't. So, um, around four thirty a.m., Jane's car is found a few blocks away, across from Leonard Park. They seized her car right away for evidence collection, and that is excellent news for that. That's awesome. Great. I'm really glad we did that. Um, <laughs> where's the butt? They didn't do that for the restaurant itself. Uh, they didn't take any pictures. They didn't have uh, they didn't have any technicians come out. They didn't have anyone dust for fingerprints or anything. Uh, so the next morning the shift like the next crew comes in for their shift and they're like, "Oh shit, we got to clean up for this next oh, shift." No. So everything gets wiped down and all of the trash gets taken out. Oh no. Yep, and by the time police realize, like, oh shit, this we we should have sealed this off better. Like, it's too late. They come back at lunch rush, which is it's impossible to fucking do anything about it. Um, and I guess they tried their best to recreate the scene from memory, but like, obviously, that just that doesn't fucking work. No, <laughs> no, nobody. Okay. Um. So if if you're me or if you're any other like crime person, one might be asking like, hey, at what point do we get the media involved? Okay, cool. Because like, well, a bunch of missing kids, what the hell? Even if they did run off, like you'd still want to know, like be on the lookout for these four punks who stole some money, even though that's, yeah. that's not the case at all. I'm just letting you, that's, I'm just saying like, even if. Okay. Um. So the media in the last couple of months, they had been preoccupied with several bombings that had been going on in Speedway. Um, these had taken place just two months before, right in the beginning of September. But another very interesting thing was taking place uh, in, oh God, my brain, my brain just scrunched those words together. Okay. Another very interesting thing was taking place down in Guyana. And I don't know if you know that off, uh, that's that's one of those things because of all of the podcasts I've listened to. You say Guyana, I know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. Mm-mm, I have no idea. For anyone who doesn't. Um, on November 18th, 1978, Congressman Leo Ryan was shot and killed while investigating what is going on with a cult called the People's Temple. <gasps> Are you familiar with that? Yes. Okay. And so for anybody who isn't familiar with the People's Temple, a lot of times the events that took place on this day are just referred to as Jonestown. This is the Jonestown Massacre. And for anyone who doesn't know what that is... Over 900 people died at Jonestown because of cyanide poisoning, and at least about two-thirds of them were injected or forced to drink it against their will. So a lot of people, at least like growing up, I heard a lot of people refer to this as like, oh, a mass suicide. But like, no, if anything, it was a mass murder and partially Mm -hmm. suicide. Like, this was an awful thing that happened. Um, There were plenty of people who were brainwashed. Oh, absolutely. But but only when when it's the ratio, like... 
But the ratio is that, <laughs> it's, no, it's, this was a murder. This was, the most of them were murdered. And a good third of the population was children. Like, it, it just an awful fucking day. Like, only a handful of people managed to survive and escape that day. But that being said, um, I would love for us to cover Waco one day. Oh, yeah. That's one I don't know a whole lot about. So, like, definitely. Ooh, I'm I'm not super into cults. I don't know why cults are just real hard for me to focus on. But, like, I we I can definitely, because that's what I don't know about, I can probably force myself to learn about it. I, I, <laughs> I enjoy learning about them. I like reading up on them. I don't mm-hmm. try to get too into them, though, because I... <laughs> I, I, I will be the first to admit that I'm a very naive person. I believe a lot of people and I will read, I read up on some of these things. I'm like, mm-hmm. oof, I would fall for that. No, I, yeah, some of them, because a lot of them are very much like, oh, love, understanding, unity, this and that. And then by the time you, you realize, oh, it's too late. You're like, you're, you're fucking in it. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. just, and then you can't leave. It's very hard to a lot of times. rules yeah. in there. And- like you, sometimes there are a lot of times like, if you get out early on, it's easier to. Yeah. But by the time they're in Guyana, like, n- no, no one's getting out of there. Okay, so, um, but yeah, so that all took place on November 18th, 1978. Okay. Which is when the police are looking for these kids. And, like, by the end of the day, media is swamped with stories of Jonestown. Um, mm. they're, they're not focused on local kids that may or may not have run away. They're focused on what happened. Yep. Well, and also, my thought is, like, think about how many— murders or like missing person cases there are that didn't get as much attention at the mm-hmm. time because of like it happened around 9-11 yeah yeah they're like just big events they just happen to overshadow these smaller things and like there's only so much you can do about it mm-hmm. and it sucks ass but it's like everything deserve deserves coverage absolutely I, everything needs to be talked about people need to be aware of what's going on absolutely. but the unfortunate bit of that is that things get left behind and yeah. we f- forget things that went went on and my my theory is we're partially like in 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 regards to today not in like the 80s and late 70s is that mm-hmm. we're just getting so so detent desensitized i mean yeah to it. it's honestly. an unfortunate normalcy and it shouldn't be Gotta rein it in, because otherwise I'm just gonna spiral and get really sad. Yeah, me too. So right back to different sad things. Okay. E-e-e. So, uh, meanwhile, Ruth's parents, uh, John and Rachel Shelton, they were called and told that their daughter was missing. And while they're waiting for police to call back with more information, Rachel reached for her Bible and started praying. Uh, John reminded her that their daughter was quote a spunky girl who would break away and call home if it were at all possible for her to do so. Yeah, this makes me sad. No one hears from any of the kids by the next day. Um, (sighs) This is when Lieutenant William Crafton started to take into consideration that the store, what the store manager had said that like, Hey, that's not like these kids. They're, they're trustworthy. They're good kids. They don't fucking kids. Um, So he issues a statewide alert and calls for Speedway police to start a search for them. Uh, they were assisted by ISP, which is Indiana State Police. Uh, I just only wrote ISP because that's what my brain done did. ISP. Uh, ISP. They were assisted by ISP and the FBI. The FBI. FBI. The FBI. FBI. The FBI and the ISP. FBIST. FBIST. Okay. Um... So this is this is another point of I'm not sure what source is right because 
According to Morbid, like, this is when they found Jane's car, like, the next day when they were searching. Um, but according to the other podcast, Red Ball, they'd already found it by 4.30 a.m. Okay. Hmm. So, November 19th, a day later, is when local media starts reporting on this, quote, serious abduction. Um, everyone is confused by all of this. Like, why are four kids getting kidnapped if these people are... Whoop. Why are, why are four kids being kidnapped if these people are getting away with money from the store? Um, everyone is confused by all of this. Why are four kids being kidnapped if these people are getting away with money from the store? Um, this is also... Yeah, and like they would have came forward with like, hey, we have these kids. Give us more money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, honestly, if they were those kind of kidnappers. Because um, I feel like not all... I t- anyway. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Brain started to brain and then brains... Yeah. My... You know how your brain is buffering sometimes? It stops the buffer and I'm like, cool, there's no thought after that. Okay, back to my notes, guys. Um, So this- Insert goat fucking llama noise here. (laughs) Oh God, okay. Um, So this is also a confusing time for the families just because Mm -hmm. like they weren't given a whole lot of information um, since the police didn't have a whole lot of information to begin with. Somehow the parents get told not to share pictures of their kids with the press, which in I in parentheses, I have like eight to 10 question marks because that's how I feel about that. Yeah, like, that's like a, but if we my, need to find them. Exactly. Like if my child or if my like person that I love is missing, they're, I'm plastering their face all over the fucking place. Yeah. Like I did that. They need to be found. Exactly. Um, and then uh, police are also asking anyone to come forward with, like, any possible leads because, you know, we we need it. A couple ends up coming forward. Um, next to the burger chef, there was a Dunkin' Donuts. Um, a, the girl that worked at the Dunkin' was finishing up her shift and waiting for her dad to come and pick her up. In the meantime, her boyfriend was also there just so they could spend some time together, you know, as kids do. Because, yeah, I remember not being able to spend time with my boyfriend whenever I wanted. <sighs> yeah. So... They walked over to the burger chef to see if they could catch the time um, just so they had an idea of how much longer they had together. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a lap around the restaurant, but don't see a clock. And then they notice that none of the lights are off, which, you know, nothing's too weird to them, but oh well. So they head back to the Dunkin' and find a clock. It says 1130, which is a half hour past closing time. Um, according to Morbid, it was 1115. I don't know if that 15 minutes really makes a difference, but... Eh? It, it can, just given the situations. I just, I don't know which one's the more right one. So I just want to be able to say, hey, here are both times that I heard. So the two wait outside of the Dunkin' Donuts. Um, eventually, they notice two men approaching them, coming from the direction of the train tracks that are located behind the burger chef. Uh, they describe the men as, quote, two shabbily attired white men in their 30s, which I think... Shabbily attired is just funny to me. Shabbily attired. Sir, you are a shabbily attired man. Why are you approaching me? (laughs) First off, you're a man. Why are you approaching me? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. Things I should have said when I went to the bar, but didn't because I was scared. (laughs) So. Yeah. And that's what it's like to be a woman in America, or female presenting in America. Yee. All right. So one of these men had a beard and mustache and the other one was sort of covering his face with a handkerchief like he was blowing his nose. Um, so these men walked up and asked if either of them had any form of ID, which neither of them showed their IDs. And quite frankly, I fucking mm. wouldn't either, you weird man coming up to me. Yeah. Um. So then they tell them that like, hey, 
you should get out of here because there's been a lot of vandalism in the area lately. So it's just, it's not safe to sit out here like that. Which, mother... What? What? What kind of vandalism are you talking? Are you just talking about like spray painting dicks on walls? Because like... (laughs) <laughs> that's that doesn't seem violent or unsafe to me but like if you're talking about the kind of vandalism that's rambunctious that's rambunctious um, but if you're talking about the kind of vandalism where like oh people are bashing windows in yeah that's that's kind of unsafe I wouldn't want to be around that but hey yeah yeah so I the two oh okay uh, oh I am reading ahead um <laughs> sorry I keep getting I need to mute this um I keep getting texts. I'm just like, please stop. I've, I've already said, hey, I'm recording. And they're like, haha, no. Oh. <laughs> so they're just sending outlandish shit and send outlandish shit. And you guys get to hear about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> God, this happens often. It's just most days I take my meds. and I, I'm better at ignoring it. <laughs> Here's where I'm at. Okay. So back to these men and their vandalism. <laughs> um, so they the couple noted that the handkerchief man is the one doing most of the talking. Um the two didn't really think of this at all. Like, they're just like, okay, that was weird, but they didn't think it was important or anything until the police are starting to ask for information about this thing that happened. Um, And they also mentioned that when they left, Jane's car was still parked in the parking lot. Um, Just to give a weird timeline, I guess. Anyway, so this, I mean, this does give police something to work with timeline-wise. Um, Ryan had told the police that when he got there that night, he'd found some trash cans kind of holding the door open a bit. So the theory becomes that at closing time, like around, which is around 11 p.m., someone had unlocked the back door so they could take the trash out and they end up getting surprised by intruders. Um, these, hmm. these people robbed the place, kidnapped the kids, put them all in Jane's car, drive a few blocks away, abandoned the car, must have gotten into a different car. And, Interesting. And then, then what? This brings us to November 19th, 1978. A man named Frank Hager is walking along his property in Johnson County with his wife. On their walk, they discover four bodies and immediately go home to call the police. Oh, no. All four of the teens were there in a wooded area that was about 40 miles away from the restaurant. Um, so Ruth and Danny, they were found on the ground next to each other. Danny was on the left and Ruth on the right. It looked as though they had laid down voluntarily with their heads on their arms so they didn't have their heads like lying directly on the ground. Um, Ruth's face was buried so deep in her arm that her glasses were pushed up onto her forehead. Uh, They were both shot in the head, neck, and shoulders. Mark and Jane were not close to where they were found. Um, Their location, at least at the time of that recording, hadn't been released. That's something I need to look into. Ah! So, and... They also weren't murdered the same way. Um, Jane was stabbed in the chest with a hunting knife. She, oh my God. She It gets worse. Um, she was stabbed twice and the second stab was so brutal that the knife blade broke off and remained <gasps> inside of her. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like that takes For a force. hunting knife a to hunting do that? Kni- like what the fuck, my guy? Like who? what the fuck happened? That, I, I don't, I'm, this this is a two-parter, and I'm going to go into theories more into part two, but, like, why was that so personal? <laughs> like, that— Yeah. First off, stabbing somebody is personal, because, like, you got to get up in their fucking business. And that, like, I, I think I've mentioned this before in this podcast, but mm-hmm. stabbing is also something that takes a lot of strength and effort. Yeah, especially— Like, that's something you 
in will the have to want to do chest though like i don't know if it was like farther up or farther down but for me chest is farther up mm-hmm. and you got bone there to protect your heart like yeah that you the, i mean also your lungs and shit but like but you got you got shit there to protect your insides mm-hmm. so like you had you stabbed not once but twice and through the fucking hard enough to break a hunting uh, knife. Yeah. Like a knife that's designed for things like that, but with animals. And and don't get me wrong, like obviously not every brutal murder is a personal one, but that I I don't know. It's, mm, anyway, moving on before I start to spiral and we don't need to do that right now. We can spiral next episode when we're talking about theories. Um, so um interestingly. She still had cash in her front pocket, which is strange to me if the motive is strictly robbery. Yeah. Like. That doesn't that seem. Seems real fucking weird to me. Um, I would imagine that maybe it was like, oh shit, what have I done? And then ran off. Maybe. Like a moment of panic and then didn't check. But if, like but, you said, if the motive was strictly robbery. But also there's four of them and they've like. They. <sighs> So, I'm going to get to this in a second, but a lot of speculation is like, Mm -hmm. oh, the two that were lying on the ground, they died first. And when the other two heard the shots, they got up and ran. So, like, assuming that that's what happened, because we we don't know. Yeah. Um, I think the, oh, shit, what have I done would have already passed because there are already two people dead. Mm -hmm. And even if that's not what happened, there's still, like, Wow, there's still four people dead and not all, like, I, I don't think they had, if, I don't know, I don't know. I just, something tells me that that just isn't there, but I might be wrong. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, Mark was found near a tree laying on his back. Um, his face was cut up and swollen. Oh, God. He had died from choking on his own blood. Oh, and, God. And if he had been laying differently or hadn't passed out, it's entirely possible that he could have survived the night. Oh. Um, but also, going into another situation of, I'm not sure which source is right, so I'm just saying both of these. Um, Mark's cause of death could have also been blunt force trauma to the head. Uh, the doctor doing the autopsy wasn't sure of what caused the blow or how it happened, but he also had an internal injury. Mm. So, like, may... Ultimately, like I, I do the the. I think, oh God, nope, brain stopping. Nope, we're just gonna move on. We're gonna roll over that. <laughs> um, speculation over the years was that he had either been beaten with a chain or was running so fast that he ran into a tree and knocked himself out. Um, the tree theory is completely unfounded. It was something that just like officers brought up, like a hey, what if this happened? But for some reason, it's one of those things that just stuck and persisted. And they have said over and over, like, hey, that's not what happened. But it just stuck because why not? <sighs> um, so this this next chunk of notes is kind of what I touched on already. Um, one of the theories over the years is that there were two killers. All four of them were likely going to be shot. But when Ruth and Danny were shot, Mark and Jane jumped up and started to run this would explain why they were found farther away. Mm-hmm. Um, also, none of the bodies showed signs of being restrained, and they had all died but somewhere between 2 or 3 a.m. on the 19th. Mm, I need to double-check that. Is that right? Because if that's the case, then they were just kind of uh, vibing for plenty of hours. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. I might have put uh, that. <clears throat> we're going to make a mental note to uh, check on that. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
um, crime scene technicians were actually able to come out to this one. Thank God. Yeah. But there wasn't a whole lot of evidence to be found. Uh, I know, I know. Um, they managed to take a plaster cast of a tire track that was leading away from the scene. But okay. uh, other than that, there's really not much of anything outside I mean, of the it's bodies. The woods that could have been anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so I will say the area that they were found in is of interest because, like, why why there? Um, they could have driven some like in a different direction they could have driven less than 20 minutes and have been in like just as equally of a secluded area like why why did it take them that long to get there where were they going like did they have a plan or is it just that they were driving and they finally fucking picked a place like what mm-hmm. it's it's just weird um so all four of the victims were taken away for the autopsy which we talked about already um be- because multiple counties were involved, the case ended up being given to Indiana State Police. Mm-hmm. Um, state troopers kept both the Speedway Police and Johnson County Sheriff's Department away from the crime scene while they were securing it. Um, this created a lot of bitterness between departments, and which I I hate this because they could absolutely be working together. Um, the The sheriff even tried to get ISP to work with them, but that request was immediately denied. It. I, I don't know if you're familiar, but a lot of cases back in the, especially back in the day, were like, oh, well, it's my jurisdiction. I want, they don't flat out say I want the credit, but it's totally a, I want the credit for this. Oh. It's, yeah. I, I get that vibe from a lot of the different, like, crime yeah. TV shows. I mean, yeah, those are fictional. Mm-hmm. But that's the projection and that's the representation that's there. So that's the assumption. No, it definitely a happens of, a lot in real life, too. It's beyond yeah. infuriating. A lot of local cops are just like, oh, the feds. <laughs> Which I get they are, they come up all in your business and do things mm-hmm. their way. But they're also there to get shit done. And the more you let them get shit done, the sooner they will leave. It's, yeah, that's, that is what I have for part one. I have more notes for part two, but I don't have the notes that I want. So uh, we're going to, we're going to postpone that. Uh, All righty. Yeah. Well, I got two rows of my dice bag done. Oh, yeah. The thing, I I love the Mm -hmm. crocodile stitch, but the thing that's like annoying is that one row is actually two. Yeah. Because you it's have to two make... two rows of work for one row of length. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. It's frustrating, but I love the look of it, and it's worth it, and I love my dragon names. Oh, yeah. Egg, 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 The seal. <laughs> the one that goes, egg. Egg. <laughs> okay, so... Mine is also a bit of a mystery. Ooh. Um, like I said last episode, I'm at least in my notes, it says it was last episode. So I'm assuming it was last episode. Mm-hmm. Some sort of previous episode. I am a big time supernatural enthusiast. I like the paranormal side of the show and they base their stuff on a lot of true myths. True myths? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and... Well, 
I, I've since changed binge watching from Supernatural to binge listening to Old Gods of Appalachia. Oh, it's so fucking it's good. It's so good. I, okay. I've fallen I've, in love with that podcast. I need to actually sit down and listen to it because I've listened to like the first three episodes and I've been like, holy shit. I want Tim it's to listen to this with good. me. It's so fucking good. And I've been like very good about like, I really want Tim to listen to this with me, but I don't think he's very podcasty. So I might just listen to this myself and be like, fuck it, uh, fuck it. But no, I just, sorry, I had a moment. So like 10 out of 10, recommend listening to them. They're very story based. So they're not like based on like true events or blah, blah, blah. They don't sit and gaggle about shit. No, they play characters. Yes. And they tell stories. Yes. And they still, it's so fucking good. good. So good. Shout out to Maggie for introducing me to them. I appreciate you. Maybe one day we'll be on their level of badassery. I think that would be for a different pod, like a different project. Yeah, I think, that's true. I think if we ever said, fuck it, let's start writing things just to write like stories or shit. And we did a fiction podcast. I think yeah. we could get to that level. But I think this this is going to be dumb forever. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Same with the D. De- well, don't want to reveal that no. too much. But the, 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 the dingleberry. The dingleberry. <laughs> The dingleberry. The dingleberry. Anyways. <laughs> um, so I was watching Supernatural and the episode was about Croatoan. Ooh. And forever ago when I first started watching it, I watched it with Andra. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that's an actual thing. I'm like, really? Yes. And yes. then I that episode came up. Yes. Okay. And sorry. I was like, ooh, that's gonna be my topic. Cause I yes. wanna look into that. This is one of my favorite fucking uh like what the fuck happened <laughs> kind yes. of stories. So what is it? In the year of 1587, there was a small colony that was founded on this island on the outskirts of North America. This colony named is known as the Lost Colony of Roanoke. Um, it would be called, it would have been called the first permanent English colony in the new world. Would have. Would have. Would have. Would Big have. old. <laughs> so. My, my nerd brain is doing nerd things. <laughs> well, the set, TLDR, the settler set up, disappeared and left very little trace. So let's dive into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh in its founding year, John White, or the settlement's mayor, leader, person, person, left the settlement for England in order to get more resources, food, people. And it turned into a three-year trip because as soon as he got back to England, boom, war between England and Spain. That sounds right. And the queen was like, you have a ship. You need to go fight. I don't know if that's what she sounds like. But I'm going to imagine that's what she sounds like. Fucking yes. colonizers. God damn it. Sorry. So I moment. He did just that. He. <laughs> Sorry. I In my notes, I think it was supposed to be fought, but it says on here. So John Mott did just that and fought it against. <laughs> <laughs> he done did fought it. He done did fought it. <laughs> oh, my God. Beautiful. Glorious. So he fought against the Spanish Armada before bringing stuff back to his colony, which to me, it, like maybe he should have sent a letter 
But then again, it was the 1500s and you can't necessarily send a carrier pigeon across the ocean. (laughs) Go pigeon. (laughs) Message in a bottle. That works, right? (laughs) What could go wrong? What could go wrong? BRB in war. TTYL. (laughs) Oh my God. So when August 1950 came around, he packed up his boat, sailed back. And when he came back with a boat boat full of things, he came back to find the settlement void of any person. And he had a wife, children, and grandchildren on there. And who were technically, his grandchildren were the first English born in the Americas. Hmm. Fun history fact for you there. Hmm. And they were just gone. Just gone. They disappeared. The only thing he found was the word Croatoan, as well as the letters C-R-O or Crow, left into the trees that were around the colony itself. Just as he was going to have the crew search for more clues, other than the ominous carvings in the trees, a storm came in, forcing them to return back to England. Because it was like the the, the ship was out mm-hmm. in sea, and they like did the little rowboats to go back and to the colony. Like, oh, what the fuck? They're like, oh no, a storm, and they had to turn around and go back. Which to me doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm. But that's the history of it. I sure I I don't know what procedures are, but hey, <laughs> I don't know either. I'm um, just along for the ride. <laughs> me too. so today the island is known as the i might be pronouncing this incorrectly um the hateras island due to the fact that the native american tribe the hateras tribe were the occupants of the island uh some theorize that the colonists joined them in order to survive for the three years that their mayor was gone or Mm -hmm. their person was gone but i feel like if that was the case they would have said something they would have left more than just croatoan okay so something that made no sense i uh i saw a tiktok i didn't do anything to like verify that oh this is the truth um but i saw a tiktok that was like that basically said that and that them they tried to write the name of the tribe on the tree but like to fucking get, I don't know. But they were talking about how, like, um, there were a lot of, uh, like, mixed children in that tribe, basically. Like, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I also don't, uh, but one, I don't know. I never verified it. Mm-hmm. Two, I don't, okay, I lost the thought. It's gone, guys. I'm very sorry that I'm an <laughs> idiot today. The ADHD is most certainly winning. It's and all is good. wreaking havoc on my life. <laughs> So, I lost my place. I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, you're fine. You're Uh, fine. So, there is also the idea that this whole thing was fabricated, that there wasn't really anything there. But I think there might be some fuckery afoot. The fuckery? I am also, like, (laughs) in my notes, it says I'm writing this in the middle of research so that might change later. But it didn't change. Oh, okay. It it wasn't one of those. It wasn't like the Winchester house. was like, oh, look at that. It's fucking fake it's fucking fake no not today bitches not today so there's a couple of theories i'll get into the theories later because there's a whole slew of them Mm -hmm. so the first thing i did is i looked into the hatera's 
Native American tribe themselves. I didn't find a lot. Uh, so, but this is what I did find. The first thing is that the name linguistically is kind of a big question mark. It's unsure what the meaning was, but who's to say it needs to have a meaning? But yeah. I still found that interesting. They were a small group located in North Carolina. Another source said that they were also called the Algon- Algonquian tribe. I've heard and that before. That And that the term is the Hatteras tribe. The explorer John Lawson, who was the quote unquote person who quote unquote discovered them. Mm-hmm. Don't I don't like that because I, you don't mm, discover people, you meet them. Who who in, who intruded upon these people's lives. Yes. Fucker. Okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> he he said that they were called the people of shallow water. It was said that their population was about 80 people. And that during the Tuscaro. Tuscarora War, the Hatteras tribe sided with the colonists, Mm -hmm. uh, which was the last time they were really ever seen or heard from. And here's a quote from something I need to figure out where I got it from. Okay. But (laughs) I'm pretty sure this is just from Wikipedia. Um, the The Tuscarora War was fought in North Carolina from September 10th, 1711 until February 11th, 1715 between the Tuscarora people and their allies on one side and the European-American settlers, the Yamasee and other allies on the other. This I, need is you, con- I need you to know that my, my the internet has poisoned my brain. Oh, Yamasee. Yamasi? Yeah, I know, but my that's how my brain never mind. I'm an idiot. Carry I'm on. Oh, that's an ussy joke oh. on my end. <laughs> I feel stupid that I missed that. I'm sorry. I'm the No, idiot. it's all good. <laughs> no, I did. you shouldn't feel stupid. You're literally just saying a word, and I'm like, <laughs> ussy. <laughs> Anywho, ah. um, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But fun fact, this was considered the bloodiest colonial war in North Carolina. The Tuscarora signed a treaty. Don't do it. It's a trap. It's a trap. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But they signed a treaty with colonial officials in 1918 and settled on a reserved tract land in Birdie County, North Carolina. The war inflicted further conflict on part of the Tuscarian that led to changes in the slave trade in North and South Carolina. So that's to kind of give some history to the tribe themselves. Mm -hmm. There was another source that I found that said the tribe that was there was actually named Croatoan. Mm -hmm. But the, but the language that history says that was used from is the, Alagonkian language, Mm -hmm. which is the other Native American tribe name that's been popped up. Uh, So supposedly that name means, or Croatoan means council town, talk town. It could also mean lost town or lost colony. But according to linguistic historians, there is also a possible biblical meaning that takes us to a more interesting supernatural kind of rabbit hole. So apparently this lore of Croatoan 
dates back to 1850 BC. Uh, The lead name to a Rashef becoming the word for plague. Okay. And it's used in some versions of the Bible. Uh, In the Hebrew Bible, the name also meant flame or burning, which could link to the fever when ill. Uh, When I tried to dig more into that, there wasn't a whole lot I could find. Okay. There, and whenever I would like put in Croatoan, spooky, whatever, those search related thing and be like, this is an episode of Supernatural. I'm like, I I know that, but that's not what I'm looking for. Guys, come on. Another source I found said that this word could also mean ancient ones, spirit people, or it could be a lost European word meaning cannibal. Huh. So there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of. Did they cannibalize each other? And then the native people were like, that's weird. Let's let. We'll get to that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, like, maybe don't go here. Cause like, okay, maybe I don't. I, okay. Just talk. I'm going to say dumb shit. If I keep talking. <laughs> it, it's okay. Because me too. Oh God. It's. <laughs> So this was an interesting thing to research because there was so many different things, but also not a lot. And I found this quote that says, according to integraphers and anthropologists, the term Croatovian may have been derived from two Allegonian words. And that's, again, small town and and council town. Colonists were sent to current day, uh, I can't, or Kirkuk? Sure. Or Kirkuk. And Hatteras Island by Sir Walter Ray in the early 1500s, and they were closely associated with the Croato Algoan. The quote says Indians, but I say Native Americans. Good. Um, so I went to YouTube to check some stuff out because the articles were failing me and I don't have access to any of the historical articles Mm. because it was like, pay if you want the rest. Or they were, I tried to access my old school email Uh to get access to the stuff on, in Humkey library. Oh, they, they keep track of that. Yep. Yeah. They sure do. They sure do. Didn't let me in. Bastards. It's like, I, I need it. I need it. Uh, so let's get into some theories as to what happened here. The first thing that came up was cannibalism, mm-hmm. which is one of the words that Croatone could possibly mean. Yeah. And it was, it actually wasn't, the, for once, they didn't blame the Native American tribe. Oh, shit. They were just like, these could have just been the colonists that got hungry, got crazy, and ate each other. Yeah. the There was some Native Americans that stated that they saw conflict rising with these first, technically, these first colonists. Yeah. Which, again, Croton could be connected to the word cannibalism. Mm. Which I feel like cannibalism is one of those things where you're either like, <gasps> that's so awful, or you're just indifferent. You're just like, eh, cannibalism. It's, it's one of those things that I never want to be fucking faced with, but I also yeah. understand like why these things happen yeah. in certain situations, like the Donner Party or fucking this, for example, or the um, 
oh, I can't remember the name of the ship, but it was the whaling ship back in the like early 1800s that Moby Dick is based off of. Oh, yeah. Um, that, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that story, but they had to resign. I've read Moby Dick ages ago. I often get them confused well, with. I, I've never read Moby Dick. I just know. Oh, really? About, yeah. I just know about what this is based off of. Moby uh, Dick is Ahab, I think. Yeah. I tend to get the two. I know they're two very different stories. So to, please don't judge me, people. My brain cross-references things all the time. But I get 80,000 Leagues Under the Sea and Moby Dick confused sometimes. That's another one I've never read. They're they're both very good. Okay. From what I remember. I remember enjoying them both. But... Uh, where was I? Anyway, so... One of the first theories is that they became mad with hunger, went insane, and just ate each other. There was a more intriguing and spooky Mm -hmm. kind of theory that there was a plague or sickness that caused insanity that made them eat each other, essentially becoming the, you know, OG zombies. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which, because— if something did happen to them, there was a surprise lack of human remains when Mr. Explorer Man came back. Yeah. So they could have been the first ever zombies, well, you know, walking I, dead. Hoo-hoo, let's go. Depending on when he came back, though, like, I, a certain wildlife could have gone off with that. hmm You know. That's true. Plus, it was three years. I don't know. How long does it take for a body to decay? Uh, that in, is a very wild and differing thing, depending That's on... That's true, because there's environment. There's, there's environment, there's... An, like animals, if, weather, yeah, water. Yeah, and if they were, if they did resort to cannibalism, well, then, you know, fucking... There's not going to be a whole lot of meat on there to begin with. Um, yeah. So, here's where a rabbit hole starts. Mm-hmm. There's a theory that the word itself holds some sort of power. Okay. And there are many moments in history where this word pops up. Huh. And usually when it pops up, it's either behind a mysterious death or a disappearance. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So... There was this famous cart robber named Black Bart. And I I didn't really look too much else into him. Mm -hmm. But he got caught, as most of these things do. Mm -hmm. And while he was in jail, he carved this word into the wall of his jail before he disappeared. And he was never heard from or seen from again. The fuck? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Another person... Oh, no, go back. Another person that's connected to this word is author Ambrose Bierce. He wrote short short stories about the Civil War as well as poems about the supernatural. Okay. He often come he was often compared to and connected to the great emo king himself, Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. All hail. Uh, Edgar Annabelle Lee. That's <laughs> one of my favorites. That's a his. good one, though. That is a good one. My favorite, of course, my me being my edgy teenage, angsty, whatever, was like, our love was a love that was more than a love. I and my Annabelle Lee. <laughs> I had that poem damn near memorized. 
rap tap tapping on your door. Just <laughs> <laughs> rap tap tapping on your door there, neighbor. <laughs> but I found this poem. There we go. I found this poem that Ambrose did, and I would like to share it with you to kind of give a vibe. A vibe. For Is he his also stuff. an angsty boy? Yes. Okay. Ah, no, go away. I hate this update that got on my computer. It changed everything, and I don't like it. Oh, no. Okay. This is, this is a poem called Another Way okay. by Ambrose Bierce. I lay in silence, dead. A woman came and laid a rose upon my breast and said, May God be merciful. She spoke my name and added, It is strange to think him dead. He loved me well enough, but twas his way to speak it lightly. Then beneath her breath, besides, I knew what further she would say. But then a football broke my dream of death. Today, the words are mine. I lay the rose upon her breast and speak her name and deem it strange indeed that she is dead. God knows I had more pleasure in the other dream. God damn, he was an angsty boy. He was an angsty boy. He was an angsty boy. I was like this. So that kind of gives a brief window into Ambrose Bierce. Very good. Very good literature. I, I read a lot of his like different poems and such, and they're all really good. Mm -hmm. And well, I didn't read all of them. All the ones that I did read, I was very, you liked, I liked, I liked, but this could just be because emo as fuck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, same. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like the front bottoms earlier. I can't say shit. So to go back to Croatoan, Mm -hmm. this man straight up disappeared. One of his, his, he, his thing is a whole mystery as well. Okay. He did go to Mexico in 1913, but no one has seen him. No one has heard from him. He said, bye bitches. I'm done. But before he did, he carved the word Croatoan to the headboard of his bed. Huh. Mm-hmm. Do you think he was just like, I'm an angsty boy and I'm going to do this angsty thing. Bye, guys. It's very possible. Yeah. At least for him. Like, I don't know about the other dude, but for him, that'd be on brand, I think. Well, speaking of Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Broseth. He, too, is connected to this word. Okay. While he didn't disappear and his death is still a very heavily debated mystery, it was recorded that one of the words he spoke while on his deathbed more than once in his delirious state, was indeed Croatoan. Oh, that's fucking weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I I remember in uh, probably middle school, we were talking about his death and how like um, people used to like... Did I hear a voice? Yeah, I think that's Cam. Okay. <laughs> Cam, we're recording. We love you, though. I definitely just heard a hello, and I thought we were about to get murdered. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I remember uh, they were talking about something like voter fraud. Like, people used to, um, back, like, 
Oh yeah. Yeah, like they used yeah. to like uh-huh. basically get people drunk or like beat the shit mm-hmm. out of them and dress them up in different clothes yeah. and get them yeah. yeah. And that's like one of the the theories on how he died. Well, my first year in college, I actually this was my argumentative paper mm-hmm. was researching as to all the different theories of how Edgar oh, Allan Poe cool died. As fuck. <laughs> and the consensus that I came to when I was writing this paper was he died of rabies. Because he was very known to keep exotic pets and he was known to have, he, when he was on his deathbed, he had severe hydrophobia. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was, that was one of the things that he was very well recorded. He had severe hydrophobia and kept repeating the word Croatoan. Oh my God. That's fuck. Okay. Right. So what weird thing is in touch with the other side? It's just like, hey, you're about to either uh-huh. die or go missing Croatoan bitch. There's. Two more people, two more instances okay. where okay. the word Croatoan is uh, okay. it, it, relevant. Hit me with it. Uh, so for this next one, I'm going to quote Weird History on. This was, the, Weird History was the channel that okay. I was uh, getting the information from. I was like, from. Tracy, this is all Weird History. Like, <laughs> okay. okay, but the, that highly recommend that channel. It's very good. Okay. It was... Quote, it was the final words in the logbook of the ghost ship Carol A. Deering, which ran around Sands Crew in 1921. Where did it hit Cape Hatteras? Not far from what was once known as Croatoan Island. Shit. Mm -hmm. So I dove in what happened with this ship. When it was found off of the Cape Cape Hatteras, I think it's Hatteras, Hatteras. by the Coast Guard, they boarded and found it and it was just empty. Okay. Sails were still set. Meals were left uneaten and untouched. Everyone was just gone. There was no sign of life. Damn. Anywhere. Okay. Uh, not seeing, like, there, and there was also no signs of foul play other than the word Croatoan being put in the log books. <sighs> mm-hmm. Okay. Here's another one. This is the last one. And this word also appeared as the last word in Amelia Earhart's journal. Oh, shit. Before she disappeared what? in 1937. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Uh, to quote the used to be about history channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Amelia Mary Earhart was an American aviation pioneer and writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Earhart was the first female aviator to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean History Channel. Oh, History Channel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I was like, wait, that doesn't fit. Her disappearance remains one of the greatest unsolved mysteries of the 20th century. Amelia Earhart was born in somewhere Kansas on July 24th, 1897. And she defied traditional gender roles from from a young age. Fuck yeah, she did. So yeah, Croatoan was the last word. And I don't know why I didn't write this down, but I remember finding in my research that her plane was found, you guessed it, not too far from that aisle. Oh shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So to kind of go back into the theories itself. So that's kind of like a a rabbit hole dive into this word has some power behind it. Yeah, that oh, that's fucking. Uh, the third theory that weird history goes into is that the colonists fell victim to quote unquote dark witchcraft. There were a couple of Native American legends about 
a dark enchantress or sorceress that would lurk in the woods and cast spells on those not strong enough to resist her power. Historically speaking, though, I like if we if we think if we thought that the satanic panic in the 70s was wild, imagine (laughs) these weirdos like imagine just the small amount of panic they would have over anything like that. Do I need to talk about Salem? Like (laughs) Jesus Christ, fucking Puritans. Yep. So another one I found on a site called in in on Bath Creek mm-hmm. that the Crotones were believed to be were said to believe in a malevolent spirit from their land that would change people into animals or trees. Which that to me is not malevolent. Like please turn me into a tree. I mean, kind of. I, I would guess, be happy just chilling just in the wind, just, just vibing, like, oh, being yes, a tree, soaking a tree. up sun, hanging out with pollinating. My <laughs> or like turn me into a weasel turn me or into a weasel so I can burrow and burrow. Eat, eat nuts and leaves mm, and nuts live inside of a tree I want to live in a tree I want I okay I have always wanted to live in like a tree house okay but same <laughs> same <laughs> fuck yeah let's let's get some property and make a tree house podcast I am so game for this yeah. Uh, hell yeah okay <laughs> let's go immediately woohoo woohoo <laughs> God damn it, Daniel. So that, that's the other theory. Mm-hmm. And that pretty much wraps up what um, about the discussion of Croatone because there's not a whole lot else. Yeah. My my final verdict is that there there's some fuckery fuck. A f- fuck fuckery a fuck? Fuckery a fuck. Fuckery uh, yes. a fuck. My fuckery often is a fuck. Um, <laughs> that's called. There's fuckery a foot. Self-tab. But you're fucking to fuck. Who was uh, the fuck? The fuck? I, the fuck? Who the fuck? The fuck? The fuck? The fuck? Okay. Foot the foot the fuck. I'm so fucking tired. Okay. It's okay. Me too. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think there's some fuckery because A, it, it's more dramatic. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like drama, but. Either there's some fuckery or there's some cannibalism, I think. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm a big believer in manifestation. I believe that there is power behind words. Yeah, definitely. And that, you know, I don't want to go all Dova King, you know? (laughs) I don't want to go all Skyrim Dragonborn Fusarda. That's hilarious. But I I do think that there are words that hold power. Like, okay, for example, the flesh pedestrian. Yes. There and how... Many Native Americans will not even speak the word because it gives the thing power or gives yeah. it the will to summon yeah. itself and we're to just wherever not you are. Do that. So I, I think there's a deeper mystery to Croatoan and its origins. Something I thought interesting about all the people that disappeared, mm-hmm. like besides just the colonists, the people after that, yeah, they were all free thinkers, writers. Yeah. People of deep thought. I don't know about the stagecoach. Fucking Amelia Earhart who was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm going to do what I want. Fuck you. Right. Well, and she was also a writer, though. So there was Ambrose, Poe. Oh, shit. And Amelia Earhart was a writer. I don't know about bank robber guy or stagecoach robber guy. I don't know. Maybe he secretly wrote poetry. He went against the status quo. He went against the status quo. So these are all people that were unconventional people, unconventional thinkers. 
And I had a thought as I was writing this, I'm like, what if they figured out the right, the, like what the word meant? And then- <laughs> And then you said, no, bitch. <laughs> and well, I literally put on here that uh, as I'm writing this, they think they discovered the meaning of the word and then poof. So I'm going to end it there because I don't want to know. <laughs> That if I disappear, the you know what happened? Oh yes. Okay. Well, no. I mean, we don't. But no, but, you won't. But, in, but like, hi. okay. In the spirit of mystery, yeah. I'm just gonna write croatone and crayon I, on my. I'm gonna have to politely ask you to not do that. Yeah, me neither. I'm not gonna look into it anymore because I sounds good. I kind of got spooked after that. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's a weird, spooky. It is. Thing. I didn't expect there to be so much historical. Mm-hmm correlations i was like okay we're gonna learn about the his the the the, the colony that should have been yes nope no just kidding we're gonna learn about all this other shit. all the things so yeah yeah how's the bodice okay yes the bodice hang on let me because i so knitting is fascinating knitting, i don't okay. get it so only because i'm doing okay so i i did a couple of rows right yeah and now i'm on my cable row so i'm going to show you what i mean with cables Oh, okay. So like we we have all of these also sorry guys who don't have eyes in the room but uh so we have when you when, have three Yes. So when you're knitting, you basically go from left to right. Like you go from your left needle onto your right needle and that's how you get a row. So right? you read it like manga or manga. No, you read well, I, okay, Wait, left yeah, to right. No, well, okay. No, we read left you, to right. Yeah. So oh my God. you start at the right and it works left, but it's your left needle that's working to your right needle. Does that make sense? Oh, uh, no, but okay. yes. <laughs> okay, cool. So, all right. So when you're doing a cable, you take off your first three stitches and I have this double pointed needle to make it easier, right? And then you skip those and you can either have this in the front or have it in the back, depending on how you, where you want your cable to curve. Okay, cool. Awesome. Tracy's face right now. I'm taking a picture of this because this is prices. La, 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 <laughs> Just, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. So, in this case, I want this to, like, curve in the front. So, I'm just going to keep this up front. And then I go and I knit these three stitches for my cable. Cool. One, two, three. Crunch. Okay. So, then I have this. This, the reason I have this as a double pointed needle is because it makes it a lot easier to slide it this way, right? And then I twist it. Tracy's <laughs> face. I'm sorry to everyone who can't see this, but I will send you a picture. I'll post a picture, damn it. All right, there we go. Boom. Okay, and then I just go about with my day with my my purling, and then I go back to knitting, and I do it again for the next cable. The only thing I know about knitting is from Spirit Away. Knit one, purl two, knit one, purl two. That is ribbing. <laughs> Ribbed that makes for it, your pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes it so it doesn't curl up. Because if you if you just do all knit or all pearl, it curls like a motherfucker. Maybe that was my problem. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> now that I've given you an impromptu knitting tutorial, go make a cable. Actually, don't do that. That was not a good tutorial. <laughs> I was going to say, girl, I don't even know how she to start. Said, she said, excuse the fuck out of me. I didn't know. I thought. It's okay. Three? I, yeah, I'll stick no, with the one hook, I think. real fucking weird sometimes, but that's okay. No, but yeah, I just decided, ooh, let me do this thing that's like, it's not, I don't want to say it's hard because it doesn't seem hard, but mm-hmm. it's like definitely like I have done this before and have the skills to do it. So that's why it's not as difficult. I've heard knitting okay. takes a very long time. It, yeah. Part of the reason why I just switched to crochet was because like, oh, I'm starting college. I don't have the fucking time to knit. I just, crochet goes a lot faster. So I just started crocheting. 
more. Um, all right. And then more. I'm, I'm going to send you a video about it later and you're going to be like, what the fuck? What is happening? Uh, I How are you getting... Is that... Are you color pooling? Is that what's happening right now? What do you mean? Because the colors are just... No, that's just how the, the gradient of the yarn, how it does it naturally. Does that make sense? It looks like it's color pooling. I mean, I get... it. I, I don't know. It's like... It looks really good. Yeah, I, thank you. Um, no, like but, it looks like... I. Yeah, I'm not doing anything on it's purpose. It's not matching my crochet brain. This is just how the, the yarn do. I think it has more of a subtle gradient just because like knitting does take up less. Like a, a stitch with knitting is it's just the little one little loop. That's a stitch. And that is a lot less than doing a single crochet stitch. That's a lot of... There's, there, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, little loop. There's a lot of little loops. Yes, there's a lot of... Lo- but like, okay, <laughs> so like, you know how... You know what a single crochet is, right? Yeah. A single crochet is the... Pull in, yarn over, pull out, yarn over, pull through both. That's one stitch. In and out. In and out. (laughs) Okay. So one little stitch, it's just this and yarn over and pull through. And that's it. That's one stitch. So like it, it yarns differently. So I think it has the, it makes it gradient different. Anyway, sorry guys. We're, (laughs) this is where we need the YouTube part. Yeah, we're working on that. I rearranged my craft room to make it more recordable. Oh, yeah. Because there's maybe another podcast venture we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing something. Oh, shit. Stay tuned. Donde esta Andrew? He's supposed to be here 10 minutes ago. Oh, that might have been Andrew. I'm going to laugh if he... Oh, fuck. Okay, That might have been him. All right. Okay. Andrew, is that you? Okay. No, that's definitely Cam. Okay. Oh. All okay. Right. Uh anyway, we uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we love you guys. All right, bye. Bye.